Greetings, everyone, and welcome to the Produce Buzzers Podcast. We are so happy you have joined us today, and I think you will be too after the show is over, because you will learn a lot about fresh fruits and vegetables, how to select and store them, how to prepare and cook them, and surprising facts about their history and origin. We hope it inspires you to eat more fresh fruits and vegetables, not only for your health, but also for your delight and pleasure as you explore their amazing world of taste and delicious flavors. Eating more of them will transform your life in so many positive ways. So settle back, relax, and get ready for another delicious adventure with the Produce Buzzers. Greetings, Produce Buzzers podcast fans, and welcome to another edition of the Produce Buzzers podcast. I'm Edwin Stepp, your host and executive editor of Produce Buzz. I'm joined by Teresa Nolan, the founder and president of Produce Buzz, along with Rick Stepp and Cynthia Benedetto, both contributors to ProduceBuzz.com. So, it's National Pizza Week here in the United States, and we at Produce Buzzers Podcast love pizza because it is a way to get veggies in our diet. We love to top our pizzas with all kinds of vegetables. We're going to talk about pizza today. It probably won't come as any surprise that foods like pizza have been made in various cultures for thousands of years. The Egyptians made something like a pizza. Uh, The Greeks, the Persians, and of course the Romans, they all had some flatbreads and had different kinds of toppings on them. But it wasn't known as a pizza till many, many years later than those civilizations. But one of the first pizzas that became popular was the pizza margarita. And that was created by a chef from Naples, Italy. So it's his wife's name, Margarita? Or his (laughs) mother? No, no, no. (laughs) Raffaele Esposito, who had a popular pizzeria in Naples, is said to have been the first to create this style of pizza. But others say it existed before this. In 1889, the new Queen of Italy was coming to Naples. He wanted to honor the Queen Consort Margarita of Savoy, who was on the throne in the newly united Italian kingdom. And he wanted to pay tribute, and he did that by creating a pizza that had tomatoes, mozzarella cheese and basil on top of the pizza crust. Why did he choose those things? Because those were the colors of the Italian flag. Red, white, and green. Oh, that's interesting. So that is why we have a pizza margarita today and, and one of the things that helped popularize pizza. So, and now, I mean, that's one of the, when you go to Italy, that if you just go into a shop and say, I want a pizza, that's probably what you'll get. Just cheese, tomato, and basil. But of course, they have all different types as well. But <laughs> the first, the only pizza I had when I traveled in Italy 
so long ago that we won't talk about it was just tomatoes on the on the pizza dough and no cheese other things a little bit of cheese hardly any cheese though but right and they were they weren't sun-dried tomatoes they were fresh tomatoes fresh tomatoes yeah, yeah. really good the romans had a flat bread too it actually in latin was called flat bread and it was pretty much a pizza but no one came up with the name pizza until almost 2,000 years later. <laughs> so that's enough about the history of pizza. Let's get into how to make the best pizzas. Today we're going to talk about uh, pizza doughs. We're also going to talk about the best way to top those pizzas to make them healthy and delicious. Cynthia is our resident chef, and she is <laughs> such a good baker. She baked me some cookies and other treats for the holidays that were just so delicious. Okay, so Cynthia, tell us your recipe for pizza dough. What's your favorite one? One that I have had the most success with consistently is off the Serious Eats website, and he gives options of Detroit-style pizza. It was after you and I were talking about it, and I think like the what the pie squared in yeah, Hendersonville. I still oh my gosh! Tried yet. Oh I my gosh! Did last weekend, but I decided not to. Yeah, if you're gonna, you you have to try that pizza because that's what's making me strive to find the right pizza dough. So he gives three options. He you can make it in a stand mixer, a food processor, or by hand. I've done two out of three. I did the food processor and the by hand. And clearly the food processor is easier, but by hand is not bad. The Series Eats website, it's bread flour, instant yeast, salt, and water, and olive oil as needed. It's been the most consistent for me. Actually, my husband says that it that this recipe is the best I've ever cooked. Interesting. So and it so and, but it's in a, I, I don't have a, a Detroit pan because I think that, you know, I think I have like an eight by 10 pan, like just a cake pan that's dark, but I think theirs instead of the, uh, the sides of it are perpendicular. I think they're a little slanted. The proper Detroit pizza pan, the sides are slanted and then it'll allow the pizza dough to expand. Okay. So what, tell us what the difference between a Detroit pizza and a regular pizza that most people would be familiar with. It's thicker. So it's like a, a deep dish pizza, if you will. The other pizzas I've used have not used bread flour. So it might be chewier. Putting it in this pan with oil on the bottom and then cooking it on the floor of the oven I think lends itself to be a crispier crust. Floor of the oven. What do you mean by that? Is it uh, gas oven? Did I take I have out an electric oven here. You could not put it. I have an electric floor. oven. But I couldn't put it on what the floor I do is, because it'd be right on top of the heating elements. Oh, the heating elements are exposed. Yeah. You're certain of that? Yeah. Okay, then what I would no, but do... But what you're saying is you just need to get that on the lowest possible shelf. On the lowest level, and then you put down either... I put down... I have an old Pampered Chef jelly roll. So it's 
you were saying you had a jelly roll, which I've never heard of except as a donut. In a, oh, okay. Um, jelly roll baker. <laughs> let me be your slave. Gabriel, blow your trumpet. Let me run for my grave. I gotta have that jelly. <laughs> Good for my worried soul. Sorry. I'm so glad that that's recorded. <laughs> I think that should be the lead-in song. Um, what is a jelly roll other than... Uh, it's oh, rectangular and it has a little uh, lip, if you will. So is it's not like, like a, a flat... At the flat bottom cake. of the ab abdominal area? Or is that <laughs> more like a beer gut? It's not the I same think that's beer. called a muffin top. <laughs> beer... <laughs> Your handles, love handles. <laughs> so, so anyway, pan, so, so you a would jelly just, roll is a kind it's of a just flat a, pan with just sides. Yes, but it's large enough to accommodate the pizza pan that I have, yeah. and it's also made out of what I surmise is a, a pizza stone. It's made out of that stone material. Oh, so yeah. I place that on the oven floor and. Uh, heat up the oven to i think it's like 450 500 degrees and then i place the pan on the preheated pizza stone if you will uh which is on the floor of the oven hmm. you would just lower the racks to the lowest point and then also preheat whatever uh vehicle you were going to place the pan on yeah got it have you ever tried cooking pizza on the grill? I don't have a grill. <laughs> it's too damn hot here. I'm going to go out to a hundred and something degrees with humidity. And stand over another <laughs> 500 degree. <laughs> no, I don't have a grill. But no, I understand that. And yeah. they would say like, you just crank that baby up. And that's a really good uh, way. But yeah, uh, alas, you will have to be the the baker on that one <laughs> okay <laughs> i've uh, tried cooking pizza on the grill like these frozen pizzas and to me they're not a frozen pizza is not as good on the grill as it is if you just bake it in the oven but i don't think a frozen anything is as good as it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah i've had some there's some decent frozen pizzas out there that i've tried but usually yeah but i don't think a grill i think that's right a grill yeah would be too it would not allow it to thaw and cook right it would just yeah probably go so. right to cook and the only reason i did it is on the packaging it said great for grilling and so i thought well i'll try that once <laughs> and then did you read the instructions that, that you wanted to thaw it out first <laughs> <laughs> I, I followed the instructions but i didn't think it was as good as cooking it in the oven mm. yeah and I've tried, uh, I've tried cooking uh, a pizza in a cast iron, and that works well, but mm. it's still not as good as. And I used all-purpose flour on that one, and it's, I don't know that pizza flour dough. And what was the double aught? I bought some, but I don't know what the hell I'm supposed to do with it. Double aught flour, or type zero zero flour, is the type of flour that the Italians use to make pasta and pizza dough. It's a very, very finely ground flour. I think the finest uh, ground you can buy. And it uh, allows the gluten to react in a little different way uh, because of that 
finely being so finely ground. So I haven't actually tried with, I've made a couple of pizzas since I got the pizza kit that my daughter sent me, contained a bag of, uh, five pound bag of the double ought flour. And I haven't tried it yet. Uh, but it's just very, very finely ground. And that's what they use in Italy primarily to uh, make pizzas. And I've read online a lot that that does make one of the best pizza doughs. So I got to try it. Flour they sent me says that it's best if you ferment it for 36 hours. So you mix the dough up, you let it sit out for a couple of hours, then you put it in the refrigerator and let it rise for 36 hours, fermented dough. That's how I did the, for the cast iron. Uh, and then you take it out and you have to let it rise some more and work it a little bit more. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, it's quite a process. I'm eager to try that, but so far I haven't wanted to invest the time. <laughs> I was going to say, that'd be really good for a diet. If yeah. you want to have pizza, it's right. a week ahead that of time. <laughs> yeah, it's not. I looked for it in a couple of grocery stores here before. I they found it. Me. No, I found it in Publix. Oh, okay, uh, yeah. King Arthur makes it. All right. Yeah, I could. I didn't see it in my grocery stores here, but I didn't go on an extensive search. But I was... I was wanting to get that, that type of flour to try it because I had read it such a makes such a great dough. And then lo and behold, my lovely daughter sent me a pizza kit containing a lot of things to make the best pizzas. And one of the things in it was a five pound bag of the type zero zero or double aught flour. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, we were talking about the protein content, Cynthia, in one of our yes. conversations. Mm -hmm. And the King Arthur type O is lower in protein content than their other flours. But I was looking online and you can get the double lot flour with very high protein content if you really? search for it. Yeah. So it can match the other, other flours in protein content. The difference depends on the type of wheat that is used. Certain types of wheat can be ground finely like that and, and still have uh, high protein. So let's get back to Teresa and her recipe for making a pizza on the grill. Um, do you use a pizza stone on the grill, Teresa? Or how do you do it? Well, I have used a pizza stone on the grill, but I've also used just a, a method where you heat the grill for 10 minutes on with all your burners on high. And, uh, Meanwhile, you're going to sprinkle the surface, uh, your work surface of your dough with grits or polenta. Hmm. That makes it a little easier to get it off the stone, I think. And okay. um, when you're ready, you're going to take uh, the dough up like by the corners of the dough and just lay it flat on the grill and lay it down and close the lid for three minutes. And then you're going to lift it off and you're going to check the bottom to see if it's got great marks on the bottom. And if it has, you're going to take it off with your peel and flip it over so that you see the marked side of the dough. You're going to put your toppings back on. You're going to shut down your, if you have a four burner grill, you would shut down uh, two of them because you're going to want to place this back on with indirect heat. So if you have a two burner grill, you just turn off one of the burners. And you don't want it directly over the heat. You want it to the side. Mm. And you cook it for 10 minutes. 
with all the toppings on. And that is, um, it comes out really nice. It's, it's a really close to what I would consider a pizza shop. Yeah. Do you have without a having to have a stove either? What and what are your ingredients? Well, do you do flour? Because it's got yes. gluten in it. Oh, you do? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm not. I don't have a gluten problem, so I do. If I'm only like a pizza. an anti-sugar person, anti-salt, <laughs> anti-saltite. Yeah, there you go. Well, SOS, SOS, salt, oil, sugar. Oh. <laughs> okay. Um, the pizza dough recipe does have sugar in it. It has honey or sugar in it. So it's a cup of uh, lukewarm water, a fourth of a cup of olive oil, and you need a little extra for oiling the bowl, um, a teaspoon of sugar or honey, a package of active dry yeast, which is about two and a quarter teaspoons if you're using the jarred yeast, three cups of they say unbleached all-purpose flour plus extra as needed. And it does have a quarter of a teaspoon of kosher salt. Now I would use, when I've made it, I've just used whole wheat flour. I thought it turned out great, but yep. there again, I can eat food that doesn't have salt on it. So. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the yeah, sugar. but you, so it, it, you just stir up everything till it comes to a ball and then let it rise. Because it doesn't sound like you need it. And I wonder if that's the problem that Rick's wife had that she, you know, needed it. Uh, Not she K-N-E-A-D it. It does say need for a minute. Okay. Just until it's smooth. So. There are you you know, a lot of pizzas. I'm sorry. I want to ask Teresa. Is that a thin crust pizza or a thick crust pizza? When you get through, depends it. on how far you spread it out. I know, but what do you? When you had a good experience, mine, I, I usually had made it a little thicker. A little thicker. Yeah. Was but, it crunchy? No, it was really. It tasted really good. Were you here, Edwin? Did we do? I think we blew it when you were here. I can't. Remember yeah, there was one. Time. I only remember being there one time when you did it on the grill. You used the pizza stone. And you put the yeah. cornmeal corn or whatever you said, you said grits or, or, or polenta. polenta. Uh, yeah. But it didn't come out. There was a, I don't remember what the problem was. You were not happy with it. I remember it being fine, but yeah. it didn't live up to your standards. Yeah. As far I've as the it. sugar, the sugar, you know, I've seen a lot of pizza dough recipes that do include sugar. And the main reason for that is not to sweeten it or make it more palatable. It's to uh, interact with the yeast. Right. Get mm -hmm. more, you know, the yeast starts working on that sugar. Yeah, feed the yeast something. Yeah. 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 Turns it into mm -hmm. more, uh, you know, the. the it wakes it up, it doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So, but there are plenty of great pizza doughs out there without the sugar. Yeah. But I mean, like a quarter, a teaspoon? Come on. Yeah, that's not much. Yeah. Now, I love on my pizzas, I love to make the first ingredient chopped up garlic on the crust itself. Oh, really? I, yeah, I just love doing that to my pizza. And everyone I've given it to tells me they like it. I hope they're not just gosh. <laughs> well, I have eaten your on raw? You, what you cook, and it's very good. You are a good cook. Yeah, you put it on before, you know, of course, with the grilled pizza, you've already cooked one side of it. So you're putting it on the cooked side. 
and you just I just spread it around and then put the rest of the ingredients. Now wait a minute. You mean on the bottom of the pizza is where you put that? Uh -huh. On the bread part of it, yeah. Okay. But so that it's you're spreading your you spread your dough out, you put the you turn it over, put the garlic on it, and then flip it onto the grill. No. It. She goes there, she puts it out three minutes, flips it over, then puts her stuff on. Oh, I missed yeah. that part. That yeah. Flip yeah. it over. Oh, that's you want to use the side that you've cooked for three minutes. Okay. I didn't realize you were has the dough. great marks on yeah. it. See, men yeah, don't never. listen, Teresa. Never <laughs> men do not listen. They're like, Oh, oh, how do you get there? And you're like, Oh, you go up there, you turn right, you'll be going north. And then they're like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. God. Do you use raw garlic? Or yeah. do you cook it first? Well, I it's going to cook. Raw. It's going to cook after you put 500 it. 500 degrees. Yeah. It's going to be cooked. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. that's interesting. I've had a, I, there was a time when I was on a kick of just garlic pizza, cheese and garlic, you know, bigger, oh, not yeah. with fairly like good size. The chunks, cloves of it. Mm -hmm. yeah, well, not full cloves because sometimes that can get too much. But mm -hmm. man, I you, sli you slice it up, you mean? It's, yeah, or maybe you know, cut cut a clove in half or quarter it or something. I can't remember now. It was I wasn't in those days when I was on that kick. I wasn't making it myself. That's I was when I was, I was living in Massachusetts, Teresa. Yeah, we got on a kick of just a just a garlic pizza, nothing but garlic. <laughs> garlic and cheese or garlic? garlic and cheese. No, cheese. What kind of cheese? Yeah. I'm sure it was mozzarella. We mm -hmm. we were ordering it from a local pizzeria. We weren't making it ourselves. And but Teresa, it had tomato what sauce you, on it, obviously. Did it have tomato, tomato sauce, sauce on it? Well, you know, uh, some of them did, and sometimes they didn't. We tried it both ways, and both ways were fantastic. doesn't need the tomato sauce. The ones that had, did have tomato sauce didn't have a lot. It was very light. Mm -hmm. Teresa, what do you put on your pizza? Oh, vegetables. Um, you know, garlic, onions, pepper. Uh, olives, black olives. I love to put that mm -hmm. on them. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, you know, those toppings alone taste great. Of course. And, you. And now we're into why we're talking about pizza on produce buzz with fresh produce, because uh, Rick loves this term, a delivery system. <laughs> he says, you know, iceberg lettuce is a delivery system for the other good vegetables because it doesn't have as much nutritional value. And what else did you say? Oh, popcorn is a delivery yeah. system for salt and butter. <laughs> for me, pizza is a delivery system for all those great vegetables. And I, I chalk, I put them, I cover it. My favorites are red onion, green, red, and yellow bell peppers. Uh, mushrooms, uh, fresh basil is great on there, and mm -hmm. I'm leaving something out. Sun-dried tomatoes, that's another one. Did you mention onions? I have red onions, yep. Yeah. Red, red onions, onions that's right. have to be red for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I've tried other things as well, you know. And uh, the, another thing Rick wisely said on one of our earlier podcast episodes was, anything tastes good on a pizza. <laughs> yes. Did yeah. I say that really? Yeah. You said even peanut butter. <laughs> I, I meant to ask you at that point. Did you have you actually tried peanut butter pizza? <laughs> no, I haven't. But I, I don't remember saying that. But I must. I say stuff off the cuff, and I don't even. Don't Do you no thought process involved. It? I'm just saying is all. So the question is: Do you still believe that, or have you given up? Well, yeah, I, I do believe that. Uh, 
peanut butter tastes good on anything. <laughs> uh, that doesn't I, appeal to me. I agree with you about the vegetables. Uh, as a produce person, it would be really bad, I think, to eat a pizza without any fresh vegetables on top of them. Yeah. Yeah. Even if it is just only garlic. I mean, you got to have, like, I know a lot of people, all they want is a cheese pizza. They don't want anything else. Right. Or I pepperoni. Like, I like some pepperoni on it. Don't be, you know. <laughs> yeah. And if I have, then it's fine. I'll, I'll throw some fresh pineapple on it. And now we would sure like to can... encourage our listeners to make sure you use plenty of fresh, fresh basil. Oil. How about that? And some fruit, fruits if you want to. Oh, yeah. Pears? Pears yeah. are great. Pear really? arugula pizza is fantastic. Yeah. Or apples. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There was a restaurant in Pasadena that I used to go to. They had the best. They had both an apple, a Granny Smith apple pizza, and then they had a pear arugula pizza, which was, wow. they were both fantastic. But uh, yeah, so again, it's about, you know, you could get your five a day on a pizza. I think when my recipe I just gave, and Teresa's sounds like hers would be there too. Red onions, one, green, or We'll just conclude all the different colored peppers as one. And then mushrooms and fresh basil and garlic. So there's your five a day, and you can add more things. Mm -hmm. And can the olives. Count? Yeah. yeah, I was going to say, can we count olives? <laughs> yeah, sure. Of course. Of course. <laughs> I love one of my favorite pizzas to make. I haven't made this in a long time, but is with cilantro and jalapeno peppers that's, mm. that's really good wow. we couldn't, yeah we'd have to get our own sides of the pizza <laughs> <laughs> and that's usually all up in it. and i don't put you know there is a mexican that you can get a mexican pizza in a lot of what's pizza. that that has more of like chili as, as opposed to tomato sauce as the sauce mm. i don't really that, that's okay but to me if I want to eat Mexican food, I want to eat something that's traditional Mexican. Right, right, right. Eating pizza, I want it to be more Italian. But so when I make my jalapeno cilantro pizza, I use regular tomato sauce and mozzarella and other Italian cheeses and then just put them. Uh, maybe sometimes we put ground beef on there, but you don't need it. There is a, a warning, though, if you're diabetic pizza seems to spike blood, blood sugar faster than just about anything you can eat. Oh, really? Why? So I don't know. It I guess so much of that bread, the, yeah. so much of the bread. I don't know. I don't know yeah. It is. But it, it, you know, that's one of the foods they tell you if you have a blood sugar issue, you should avoid. Oh, my husband would kill himself. <laughs> but that's got to be any kind of bread, though, I would think, for diabetics, right? Or yeah, is, is there but, something about pizza dough that's different than and then you then most people use a tomato a pizza sauce that's got sugar in it and there's sugar in the sauce too you know yeah yeah while we're on that subject i i know we we do have i'm sure a lot of low carb uh people who listen to our po podcast too yep uh we make a pizza have you guys ever had a pizza Nope, I don't think I've even heard of it, but I'm going to guess it's made, that the crust is made out of meat and no color. Yeah, you take hamburger, take the largest frying pan you have, you take hamburger for your crust. You spread it out as thin as you can in the pan, 
so that you can also turn it with a spatula. So you start out, you just cook the hamburger like a flat tortilla in the bottom of the frying pan. Uh, you turn it over and cook the other side as well. Then when the pizza, when the uh, meat is cooked, that's your base. Then you proceed with the tomato sauce, fresh vegetables, whatever you like for toppings and cheese on top of that. And you can totally eliminate the, uh, the crust. Yeah. And if you use the right type of vegetables on there, you're not, and you're diabetic, you are not going to raise your blood sugar significantly because you're eliminating that flour. Do you Anyone put that in the oven or do you, do, once you put the toppings on, do you just leave it on to stove top or do you put it yeah. in the oven? Yeah. When it's, you, could, you, cook, you cook it one side first, turn it over. Then that cook side, like Teresa was mentioning before with the garlic, you just put your toppings on that while it's cooking and then the heat will rise up through that. It's better if you had the vegetables and everything at room temperature so that it's not ice cold, but they will heat up and, uh, it makes a great alternative for pizza. No, nothing is going to be a substitute for going to a pizzeria, you know, and having a, a professional pizza in a pizzeria. Nothing is going to compare to that, but it's very good. And it's a very good alternative if the high carbs are your concern. Well, yeah. couldn't you use like a, a big corn tortilla? And then use that also as like just to give it stability because there's no, do that too, there's no that's, that's the same effect as flour. It's it is. High, oh yeah, it's high carb. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But, uh, sometimes just try, just give it a try, just try a meat and see how you like it. That yeah. would be for people who are on the keto diet, I guess, or mm. similar. Yeah. yeah. Uh, even carnivore people who eat only meat. Will... Hey, hey, hey! Some of my best friends. <laughs> I mean, there's very few people that are pure carnivore that eat only meat, but, uh, yeah, I guess you'd have to say people who are on a ketogenic diet, it's a very good alternative for them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, as long as they're putting those veggies on, we're not going to be yeah. judgmental, but that's those right. Veggies on people. <laughs> well, here's another thing. Cut your portion of the pizza and have a big salad with it. There's nothing better that's than true. salad with. Yep. Yep. One slice of pizza with a right. big salad, you know. I always make a salad with my when I have pizza. Yeah. And that's usually the problem I is I used to eat the whole pizza and a big salad. <laughs> <laughs> I've done that before too. I can't do that and even as fat as I am now, I can't do that anymore. But I usually two two pieces usually, two slices usually um fills me up with that salad. <laughs> but I would take I'm the same way with two slices, but I would cut the pizza in half and I would have two slices. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, Edwin, when we were talking about the double up flour, uh, it says, according to virtuous bread, if you tried to make a loaf of bread with the double up, you'd end up with a disaster. You'd have a flat, sad looking loaf that when you cut it, cut into it, it doesn't turn out to have any redeeming factors. <laughs> the holes will all be different sizes and it'll look a little misshapen inside. Okay. So what is that? What kind of bread does that remind you of? Because double lot flour is also uh, used primarily for this type like focaccia of Focaccia or something? Focaccia. Got it. 
So it's see, I don't think focaccia is like you know a disaster. Well, it's not a disaster, and that what they were describing to me didn't sound like a disaster. It sounds good to me. <laughs> but you know how focaccia is when you slice it, you can see all those irregular bubbles all through it, and yes, you know it's good. So yeah, double lot flour for cup for focaccia and pizza doughs primarily, and focaccia predates pizza according to the history I was looking at. The Italians were making that quite a while before pizza came along. So. so there's New York pizza, there's Chicago pizza, there's Detroit pizza, and I guess you'd say there's a California pizza. Well, there's certainly a chain called California pizza. Right, which emphasizes the vegetables. Yeah, it does. Yeah. It's the toppings, I think, more than anything. It's the California fusion kind of uh, mm -hmm. ideas, how they made their mark. And I think they were one of the first to come up with the barbecue chicken pizza. Oh, I don't know if they were the first, but they popularized yeah. it and made it. Uh, yeah, I'm not. I like them, but I'm, it's not. Again, for me, it's like what I was saying about the Mexican pizza. If I want to eat barbecue Bar yeah. chicken, I'm. I want. I'm not gonna, gonna go, fake it. Go eat barbecue chicken. Right. <laughs> but they are good. I've had it. It's it's pretty good. <laughs> what other types of pizza are there? I guess. Uh, Neapolitan. I bought the Neapolitan well, is where it started, Na Naples. So the Neapolitan pizza, there's a chain of those in California as well. But oh, okay. Places. Well, as you all know, you know, because of the gluten sensitivities, cauliflower pizza crust has become very popular. I've never made a cauliflower crust, but Cynthia says she has, but not, she's not found. Not successfully. Place. Yeah. Or. You, but I know that uh, Blaze Pizza. Right. They have a. A very very good cauliflower dough. Hmm. Yeah, you have to blend it with a lot of stuff to get a. Oh man, I did the cauliflower, and then like they said, like uh, bind it with egg white. Let me tell you, like I don't know if it was too thick or it it just was like. Mm. Wah, yeah. wah. I, I've bought the cauliflower crust pizzas out of Costco and also out of Sam's Club. The pizza think, or the, I, just the pizza crust? It's, our, it's, it's the actual frozen pizza. Mm, how was it? It was, it was good, but if you look at the list of ingredients, it's like, a, it's like reading the phone book. I mean, yeah. and there's stuff in there that I have no idea what it is. Yeah. I mean, so to get it, like Cynthia was mentioning before, to get the cauliflower crust right, you've got to add a lot of things to it to make it good. But, but is there a... Uh a good clean version of that. I mean, she was talking there, about egg whites to, make, to kind of, I guess the egg whites are to bind it. I only tried it once and it was such a disaster that I was just like, Oh yeah, I'm going to have to have a lot of patience for that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's eat pizza once a month and have a good pizza. Don't eat a cauliflower pizza every night, you know? <laughs> right. right. Now, I'm telling you that one from blaze was good. Yeah. We have a Blaze Pizza here in Arden now. I don't know if Teresa and Rick are familiar with Blaze. I've never even heard of it before today. I think they started in California, but um, they uh, they've started to expand across the country. And the the main thing for them is the speed at which they cook the pizzas. I you know they you the one they opened one in Pasadena, and I went to just check check it out it was good pizza i wasn't it wasn't anything overwhelmingly great to me it was good but you get in a line like you know you at it like at a subway shop right they've got mm -hmm. all the ingredients there and you tell them what 
what pizza dough you want, and then they've got all, and they and they pass it down, and they they put the toppings on whatever you want. They throw it in the oven, and almost by the time you've paid, the pizza is ready. I think that's why they call it blaze. It's a very very thin crust, though, so I think that's um, mm-hmm. that's why they they probably have a very hot oven because yeah, like the brick fired pizzas. Uh, I know in the Chicago airport you go in and uh, what's that Wolfgang Pucks pizza yeah yeah yeah. they use a wood-fired brick oven it probably it's probably around 800 degrees i'm guessing i think that's right i have read that they 800 degrees is kind of the optimal temperature in those brick ovens i tried some uh gluten-free stuff and you know gluten's a a good thing (laughs) (laughs) that's what makes a good pizza dough without it and i love to knead dough isn't that the strangest thing (laughs) I've gotten pretty good at tossing my pizza dough. Oh, I never do that. I tried to do it with like the this with the your hands. Yeah. How would you describe that? Like your with your knuckles, if you will. How they go like this and they make it round. Stretching. But yeah, stretching. Nah, stretched a hole it right in it. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, well, back in so- the old days, Lori used to make a pizza crust only with whole wheat flour. And that gets really hard. Oh. You know, it's it's like a sometimes you actually could not bite through it if you didn't make it real thin. <laughs> you couldn't even bite through. It. Gee, I never had any trouble just using whole wheat flour. Mine always came For out. Pizza crust? Yeah, but it sounds like mm-hmm. Lori probably needed it to to death. If you, I don't really know. It, I'd have to. And you her. like you, then that's why your pie doughs are are tough. She just yeah. went past tough and went to brick. So the more the more you knead it, the more it uh, hardens. Yeah, it makes it tougher. It strengthens yeah, the gluten. You don't yeah. want to knead pizza dough. You you really just should stretch it and not work it too much. Mm-hmm. You can also do it in a bread machine. I mean, they have a pizza setting, pizza dough setting in most bread yeah. machines. So. But I like uh, my, I like um, my household uh, appliances, but I've never had a a bread machine. They work really good if you if you eat a lot of bread. It's actually worth it. Trader Probably, I don't need to encourage it. Go ahead. Trader Joe's has an excellent whole wheat pizza dough that you can raw. Yeah, really, it's great. Does it have a lot of junk in it, or is it just yeah? Does it have no, a lot of preservatives? I didn't. Normally, Trader Joe's is not. You know, I no, I know they are pretty you, clean. I yeah, I had didn't. I never looked at the ingredients. Just it was yeah. whole wheat. They have a regular wheat pizza, white wheat, white flour pizza dough, but uh, their whole wheat dough is what I always bought, and they came out nice. They were never too. They were. Oh, I happen to like that store. Um, okay, so here it goes: the uh, Trader Joe's pizza dough, enriched wheat flour, wheat flour, niacin, reduced iron, thiamine. Uh, oh, wait a minute, thiamine mono, mono nitrate riboflavin folic acid malted barley flour water soybean oil dextrose monohydrate salt mono and diglycerides yeast and ascorbic ascorbic acid not ugly is that the whole wheat or just the regular dough this says uh pizza dough oh hold on no, it just say. said wheat yeah that doesn't sound i i think they have two they have the a regular 
white flour pizza dough, and then they have a whole wheat pizza dough. Then they have one, a regular white flour with garlic and some kind of herb. I can't mm. How's that? I've never tried it because mm-hmm. that didn't appeal to me. I just wanted the, the regular. Okay, the, the whole wheat is less. It's whole wheat flour, enriched whole wheat flour, which is flour, nice, and iron, thiamine, riboflavin, folic acid, water, fresh yeast, olive oil, and salt. Mm, that's good. Yeah, that's pretty clean. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can actually pronounce all those words. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. Their pizza sauce, too, is really good. Uh, I haven't looked at those ingredients either. I suspect there's sugar in it because it kind of has a sweetness to it. But um, but I, the, the sauce is really good. <laughs> you know, if you want to make a good pizza sauce without sugar, it's so simple. I We just take tomato paste and tomato sauce to kind of thicken it up, you know, yep. with the tomato paste. Right. And then you just add the pizza seasonings to the yep. sauce. And Back to it's just the seasonings. Yeah. It's all about the seasonings. <laughs> right. But the thing is, I have no idea, other than to keep you addicted to food, why they would put sugar in a tomato. I think it's because of the acid. Really? I think so. Yeah, it, it balances the acidic flavor. It, to me, it's good, but I don't need it. And I'm with you. I don't why put the sugar in it. I have I have made my own pizza sauce too. Yeah, I have too, and um, I don't remember putting pizza in it. I mean, sugar in it, pizza <laughs> in it. See, I'm I'm hungry now. Can't you just throw tomatoes on it? That's one. With you know, that's seasoning. a that's a pizza margarita. You can, yes. But, but you know what? One of the original um, ones. My what? niece, my oh, no, she's not my niece. She's the girlfriend of my nephew here in Duluth. So she's on. So she's a, a maybe. She's in the running. Yeah, right. Potential. <laughs> a produce guy from southern Minnesota that brings pickup truck loads of produce to Duluth, and he has like ten different locations, and she sells for him. She makes about two hundred dollars a day in the summertime selling his produce. Good for her. They charge three times the price of the grocery store. But anyway, she gave us two big twenty-five uh, pound boxes of of tomatoes at the end of the season, mm-hmm. we thought, what are we going to do with all it? We can't eat all these tomatoes. So I said, let's do an experiment. We just took the blender and we threw the tomatoes in the blender and made a juice, basically a juice. Not You couldn't even really call it sauce. And then we put them in containers and froze them. And honestly, I can take those, that frozen tomato sauce. It's just tomato, nothing else. And mix it with tomato paste to thicken it, and it makes a great tomato sauce. Just right out of the season. I bet, I bet. Yeah, if it's, seasonings in. Yeah. if it's late summer tomatoes, yeah. sure, yeah. yeah. They're really vine ripen, and now by yeah, itself, now if you would have terrible, taken, you know? if you would have blanched them and taken the uh, the seeds and the, uh, the skin off of them, oh my gosh, that would be gold. But I can't even tell if you blend them really good. I can't even tell that there's any skin or seeds in there and uh but it's real watery so if you you could make a tomato soup with it just like it is but if you're going to use it for a sauce you got to thicken it with some tomato paste but it was sure a lot cheaper than buying i've got enough tomato sauce now to last me for two years probably in the freezer yeah especially if she gave them to you that was a yeah. Lot. <laughs> yeah it was really inexpensive <laughs> yeah <laughs> 
<laughs> you can't beat that one with a stick. Yeah. Of course, Rick makes so much an hour, he has to figure in his hourly. That is true. <laughs> but see, I, I wonder if you blanched them, took the seeds out and de-skinned them, if you would reduce some of the, the wateriness. You would, but it was so easy to do it this way. And then the tom- tomato paste thickens it. So I can't tell the difference. Once I thicken it, I can't tell the difference of that and, and canned tomato sauce. Yeah. Well, there, therein lies the issue. Yeah. Canned tomato sauce, like not like a jar tomato sauce, right? Not right. like it's ragu a, or something. Yeah. It's a regular can of tomato sauce. Yeah. Unseasoned, just tomato. <laughs> so we talked about cauliflower crust pizza. Have you heard of any other veggies that make good crust for pizza? Almond flour. Interesting. Have you used it? Yeah, and it wasn't very good. Yeah, because I mean, hey, it, okay. it spreads out well, too much. Bah, bah. <laughs> well, that, that's looking. like a that's like a produce buzz. <laughs> yeah. You gotta get it done. <laughs> I, now, I've not tried any of these, but it might be interesting to try. There is, I found recipes for chickpea crusts or gambonzo beans, um, sweet potato pizza crust, um, hmm. spaghetti squash. That wouldn't get hot hot crispy enough i don't think i don't know i guess it's like any other veggie it depends on how you what it's mixed with but spaghetti okay. squash is another alternative and of course we've already talked about cauliflower there's probably some others but those are just a few i found with a little bit of searching around you know when you mention chickpea flour there is a uh, food that is made from that called soca s-o-c-c-a have you ever heard of that no. and it's uh, almost like a pancake. They put things in the, the, you use the chickpea flour and you put other things in it. Oh. And that would make a good topic sometime because uh, it's really delicious. Have you done you that? Use, you, so you have made it. Yeah. yeah. Right. Uh-huh. And um, you can, you, I use a, a cast iron fry pan for it too. So, so do you, you are you fr- actually make pancakes uh, and then put maple syrup on them? I mean, you probably don't put maple syrup. You can on you can do it with yeah. Well, but that's what know, occasionally you, I would. What yeah. you're making is like a pancake you would make with flour. Yeah, it has um, the chickpea flour, salt, pepper, um, a little bit of oil, a large onion thinly sliced, and some rosemary. That's the basis for the actual pancake itself so it's I, I was certain you were going to say eggs because regular pancakes have eggs don't they? yeah this has no egg in it it's really no, good do you make actually make the flour yourself or you do you buy chickpea flour i actually bought it but you can just take dried chickpeas and grind them up in your oh they have to be dried yeah, yeah well, you wouldn't want to use then you'd you have hummus yeah <laughs> Well, yeah. why couldn't you take hummus and, and make it into a crust with something by adding a few other things? Right? Well, you might be able to. I don't know what it would turn out as, but it wouldn't be a three minute cook to get apparently all that moisture it, out. Yeah. yeah. Apparently it's a very popular dish in like southern France and in parts of Italy too. Hmm. So uh I had never heard of it. I read about it in an article and thought, well, I'm gonna try it. And it turned out it was very good. But I used to cast iron fry pan to cook it in and you cook it at a pretty high heat in the oven. So, But uh, chickpeas, aren't they high in calories? So um, 
would that translate also to the flour? Because remember when I was all excited about something, I, you know, and you go, look at the sugar that's in there. It's terrible. Uh, and it was one of the things that like, you know, if I think your point was, if you're going to eat candy, eat some damn candy. But if you're not going to eat candy, don't eat all that sugar in your, <laughs> you know, whatever I was right. talking about. Yeah. 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 Well, um, I don't think that chickpeas are that high in calories. Um, let me just like see. hummus is, is, yeah, although you, most hummus the, is made with a lot of oil. That's the oil that yeah. does it. Yeah. Yeah. And chickpeas of themselves are, they're just a, like a bean. It's, if you look at the packaging, yeah, you know, nutritional value, they're, they're just a bean, you know, right. The, the, it's a complex carbohydrate, so it burns slower. It's not, uh, it's not like eating white flour. Where, it burnt, where your body takes it and instantly converts it to sugar. So I wouldn't think that chickpeas are any worse than eating black beans or pinto beans or anything else. Yeah. As far as the Very similar. caloric value goes. Yeah. Hey, that reminds me of something else that we didn't mention. Black beans on top of a pizza is excellent. Hmm. I've never mm. tried that. If, 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 if you don't think you should eat too much meat, you can put black beans on top is a substitute for meat. That I don't would think go I'd like great. that consensus that would consistency. That would go great with my jalapeno cilantro pizza, I think. Yeah, it would be excellent. See, now that that seems like you're just trying to make an excuse to go with a non-traditional uh, pizza. You said that like when you eat pizza, you want to eat a traditional pizza. <laughs> yeah, now I'm, you're just like trying to find some right, other ingredient right. that you're, doesn't you're, make you're, it. You're, you're calling me out. <laughs> Rightfully so. But uh, most of the other things to me, it's just like eating, you know, I, I don't know. There's something about that jalapeno and the cilantro on the traditional Italian sauce and cheese that is just really appeals to me. But you're have right. you tried putting a little garlic in there too? Is that... Well, I have not done that on that, but I should, should do that for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But How about, has anybody ever put avocado on a pizza? No, but I, I think I'd like pizza it with avocado, uh, with the avocado in a salad. <laughs> yeah. But I just wonder how it would taste like. I think you wouldn't. Maybe want instead of cheese, if you wanted to put yeah. avocado instead of cheese on there, what, what, the, what would that do for it? <laughs> I don't I think, don't think like it'd be hot. You yeah. don't want to cook the avocado. Avocado cooked is just doesn't come out too well to me. Yeah. Well, you know but that if you put black... it on after, like if my cilantro yeah. jalapeno and laid avocado on top of that, that'd be great. Or put your guacamole <laughs> over the top after. <laughs> okay, we better stop before Rick starts throwing some really, really weird stuff on top of his pizza. Don't want to get gross our listeners out. <laughs> so, Produce Buzzers podcast fans, it's time once again for your favorite segment on Produce Buzzers podcast. Yes, I know you hate it, but you have to endure it because <laughs> we have to hear another homegrown. Oh. Teresa. Oh, that's a whimper. Uh, okay. <laughs> so, on the subject of pizza, what kind of person doesn't like pizza? Okay, what kind of person doesn't like pizza? Um, 
a dead person? <laughs> well, that one too, but <laughs> no. <laughs> um, any guesses, produce buzzers? Come on, got to come up with Sauc something. a saucy person. <laughs> <laughs> um, something to do with pie, I think. Uh, no, I can't come up with anything. Pie got pie. nothing. Pie. Okay, uh, all, right. all right. What kind of person doesn't like pizza? A weirdo. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. Yeah, that's pretty good. Weird dough. Yeah, that's yeah. good. I like yeah. that. Okay. Well, if if you if you really listen, it says we're dough. That means they are dough. So no wonder they don't like pizza because they're getting cooked. If they're okay, grown, grown, oh, yeah, right. uh, nice try. That, that was that fail. another Pythagorean theorem. <laughs> well, we hope you've enjoyed this week's podcast episode from the Produce Buzzers talking about pizza on National Pizza Week. Pizza, that great delivery system for fresh fruits and vegetables. Be sure to check in with us next week. We have a very, very special guest, a man who is a true produce expert, uh, and he'll be telling us about some exotic fruits and vegetables and what's trending in the world of produce for 2022. Please take a second before you leave to subscribe and or follow our podcast on whatever podcast platform you're listening on. We are on over 10 different podcast feeds, including YouTube. And if you want to help support this podcast by making a donation, we would be so grateful. Just go to anchor.fm forward slash produce hyphen buzz, and you will see a support button below the podcast description. Click on it. Give what you can. No amount is too small. And, of course, no amount is too large. Thank you, listeners, and good night. Well, thank you listeners for tuning in to the Produce Buzzers podcast, brought to you by Produce Buzz, the gathering place for lovers of fresh fruits and veggies. We hope you were entertained a bit and educated a lot about fresh produce. Be sure to join us next time, and please tell your friends to do so as well. Like, share, and comment on our Produce Buzz Facebook page, and check out our website at www.producebuzz.com There you will find articles about fresh fruits and veggies how to select, store, and prepare them as well as lots of interesting facts about all the wonderful bounty the earth provides for us Until next time be fruitful and don't forget to veg out